Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Matthew. Happy Thursday, faithful listeners. You've tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, and this, as always, is your host, Jen, here. Now, today we are going to be discussing Matthew chapter 23, verses 1 through 12. There's actually a lot of rich content in this entire chapter, and I consider this entire chapter of Matthew 23 not only to be about the scribes and Pharisees, but also against pride and against legalism, which we will discuss more today and in the coming days when we discuss more about this chapter. But let's go ahead and read Matthew 23, verses 1 through 12. I will be reading out of the World English Bible this morning, or the WEB version, but you should read out of whatever version you're comfortable reading out of. So grab your coffee or your cup of tea, and let's go ahead and start reading. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. All things, therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, observe and do, but don't do their works. For they say and they don't do. For they bind heavy burdens that are grievous to be borne and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not even lift a finger to help them. But they do all their works as to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the fringes of their garments and love the place of honor at feasts, the best seats in the synagogues, the salutations in the marketplaces, and to be called rabbi, rabbi by men. But you are not to be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and all of you are brothers. Call no man on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. Neither be called masters, for one is your master, the Christ." But he who is greatest among you will be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Not a lot of reading today, but quite a lot of content. We can definitely talk about this for quite a while here. So in verse 1, basically Jesus is talking to the multitudes and to his disciples, and probably, honestly, some scribes and Pharisees are sitting there listening to Jesus here. And now Jesus is just taking this to um, a different level, honestly, of talking about the scribes and the Pharisees. They were definitely going to hear about this, if not listening to him right then and there talking about it. And Jesus knows that they're already angry with him, that they are about to be violent with him. And he doesn't care. He doesn't care because that was his purpose to come to earth, was to talk about this kind of stuff, to lead people to the truth and to be a sacrifice to all of humanity, which is actually what he talks about here a little bit in verses 9 through 11 here actually eight through 11. But so in verse one, he's, he's talking to the disciples and the multitudes. And he says, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses's seat. So that means that they have a place of honor. They are sitting on the seat that Moses sat on. They are the Pharisees. They are your religious leaders right now. And so he says, so all things that they tell you to do and observe, you should do and observe. So isn't that interesting? 
we often think of Jesus as this rebel, you know, who who went against um, all the traditional things that were going on at the time, but he never, ever did. People who say that aren't actually reading or listening to what Jesus is saying here. Jesus always says, listen to your authorities. And Jesus himself always followed the law and always listened to his father. In fact, it says that Jesus was obedient to his father to death literally to death. And so Jesus was not some crazy rebel that came here to defy people and to defy what people considered to be religion at that time. He never did that. He said, follow your leaders. It says here, Jesus says, you should practice and obey whatever they teach you, but don't follow their example. So basically just do it. Do what they're telling you to do, but don't do how they act, basically. He says they crush people with just these unbearable religious demands. And so it in the WEB version, it says they put all these horrible burdens on people's shoulders, but they won't even lift a finger themselves to help these poor people who they're placing these terrible burdens on. In some of my other episodes, I was actually talking about what some of these burdens were that the Pharisees used to do. And one that I kept mentioning because um, I haven't researched it too heavily. But one thing that they would do was on the Sabbath, they would force people to not walk a certain distance on the Sabbath. Now, this was just a burden. This is absolutely ridiculous because what if people had to go somewhere? What if somebody was sick and they had to go see that person? What if anything else could have happened, an emergency, who knows? But if they were they were walking more than a few steps outside of their household, they were considered to be sinning. These were the kind of burdens that uh, they were placing on these poor people without lifting a finger to help these poor people. And now the Pharisees had these burdens placed on other people, but they didn't hold themselves to the same standard. They believed themselves to be righteous, to be good, to be almost above the law in a sense. Maybe some of them did anyway. I am sure there are some Pharisees, by the way, that truly did love God and truly did follow Jesus. I'm sure there are. There, there's some that are mentioned like that. But Many of them, especially these ones that Jesus is talking about, was, were just arrogant jerks, honestly, that, that did all sorts of um, rulemaking and, you know, they had authority. They did have authority, as Jesus says, because they sat uh, in the law, or I'm sorry, they sat in the seat of Moses or they interpreted the law of Moses. So they were given authority, which is kind of funny. And, you know, God often, I, this was something I was actually thinking about while I was reading this, was why does God give these people authority? Well, God gives sinful people authority all the time because everybody's sinful. <laughs> You're never going to find a perfect person to give this kind of authority to. And so these Pharisees struggled with pride and with arrogance, and they were not humble at all. And yet, and, and many of them just didn't love God, but they loved all the praise and the recognition they got for being a Pharisee and, and everything like that. So, yes, sinful people have authority and God is going to give sinful people authority, but God is always working on hearts. Even here, I believe he's working on these Pharisees' hearts because many of them are going to hear this. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe some of them heard what Jesus was saying and turned away from it and started actually following God. I don't know. We don't know that because that the Bible doesn't tell us if there were any Pharisees that did do that. 
But we just know about the bad ones because we know the story that's about to happen here where they crucified Jesus and they, they hated Jesus. And so we don't know how many Pharisees turned from their wickedness pretty much after hearing Jesus, but maybe they did. Jesus is working on their hearts at this current moment telling them where they're wrong, telling them what's going to happen to them over and over and over again if they don't follow Christ. You know, Jesus came to the Jewish people first. Yes, he was also for the Gentiles, for you and me, um, but he, he came to the Jewish people first because they needed help. They had the law of God, but they weren't following it the right way. The, the Gentiles at the time did not have the law of God. So Jesus was working on the people who had the law of God, who had the truth first to correct the untruths that they got. They mixed in there because of the sin nature. So anyway, it says here that uh, Jesus is saying that the Pharisees crush people with these horrible uh, religious burdens and demands, but they don't lift a finger to help these people. They don't consider themselves to be on the same level as these people. They consider themselves to be above the people. So Jesus says, still listen to them, still do what they say. You should always respect authority. You should always um, respect governing authorities and everything like that. We had just talked about that when Jesus had said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. We talked about that a couple days ago. But anyway, here it says, um, everything they do here is for show. In verse 5, it says, uh, on their arms, they wear these, these uh, the word is phylacteries, if I'm saying that correctly. But basically, they were big old prayer boxes that uh, the, the Jewish people would wear. And it says that they make their phylacteries extra big and extra wide and enlarge them. And, and it says that they enlarge the fringes of their garments. And this was a way to show people how how wonderful they were, how uh, good they were, and um, how they prayed all the time. And so a phylactery was a little prayer box, and the people would wear them while they were praying. And so it says that the Jesus is saying that um, the, the Pharisees basically enlarge their prayer boxes to make them look even better. And they, they make their fringes extra long on their robes to make it look like they're really following the law of Moses and everything like that. And these, these things were in the law of Moses. I think the fringes were specifically mentioned in the law of Moses, I think. Don't quote me on that. We haven't gotten to the law yet. So we'll talk more about what the priests had to wear in the law of Moses. But basically, Jesus is saying they want to show others how good they are by dressing a certain way. And it says also, Jesus says that they also love to sit at the, the head of the tables and be recognized at these banquets and these events that they go to and everything like that. They want the seat of honor at the weddings and wherever else they're going and in the synagogues. Um, and it says that they love to receive these greetings in the marketplaces and be called rabbi, rabbi, which means teacher. And so they just love all this praise and recognition that they're getting and everything like that. Now, that being said, I want to mention something. I've, uh, I've had a checkered history a little bit when it comes to churches in my past. Uh, my family was actually kicked out of a church that I grew up in. It's a whole long story that I'm not really going to get into, but, um, you know, that that's skewed my opinion of churches for a really long time. But I got back into the church because in all honesty, I knew what the Bible said about going to church, that you were supposed to go to church, even though, you know, churches are not always perfect and stuff like that. And we see evidences of churches not being perfect 
all throughout the Bible. There is no perfect church out there. So I've heard a lot of people say, I don't go to church because I've just had a, a bad opinion about churches and all that stuff for a long time. But, you know, it says in the Bible, and I'm not calling out anybody specifically, it does say in the Bible that we're supposed to respect the people who are in charge. So we're supposed to respect the pastors. And just because we have a bad experience with one pastor doesn't mean all pastors are like that. Firstly, just because we have a bad experience with one church does not mean every church is like that. Yes, every church is going to have their problems, but you might find a church that is a better fit for you if you keep looking for a different church. And you need to pray for these individuals and stuff like that, because like I said before, there is nobody who is perfect on earth. Nobody whatsoever, except for Jesus, of course. Even me, you know, I, I'm sitting here doing this podcast, but I barely ever read my Bible unless I'm going to be discussing it right now on this podcast. And that's a flaw. That's a flaw that I recognize and something I know I need to fix. And yet, you know, I, I pretend like I have it all together and I know the Bible so well. <laughs> I don't. And so, um, so like I said, there is nobody perfect on earth. I am certainly not perfect. And neither is any other preacher and neither is any other church out there. But if Jesus is so strongly saying here that we still need to respect the authority of the Bible and respect the authority of our pastors and stuff like that, then we have to because uh, the Bible is is God's word. And so if we love God, we are going to listen to God's word. So I recommend if you don't have a church, try to find one this weekend and and go to church. And maybe you can find a church family that you can thrive with, a community. You know, once I found my, my church that I currently go to, it's been the best church I've ever been to. I love my church. I love the community that's there. And I feel like it's my second family. I just, I really love it. And if I had, you know, so many years ago been skewed on the opinion opinion of church to the point where I decided not to go back to church, I never would have found this church family that I currently have. And I wouldn't have had this kind of blessing in my life that I have right now. And so that's why I recommend definitely go find a church and just enjoy it, you know, enjoy church and fellowship and stuff like that. But anyway, so it says here in verse eight, Jesus tells the people, don't let anyone call you rabbi for you only have one teacher and all of you are equal as brothers and sisters. And don't address anyone here on earth as father for only God in heaven is your father. And also don't let anyone call you teacher for you only have one teacher, the Messiah. And so some people have, uh, made this a little bit ridiculous where you can't call anybody a teacher or anything like that. I think this has to do more with the pride behind being called rabbi or teacher or father or anything like that, more so than the actual title. Because of course we have, I mean, I have a dad. He is my legitimate father and I call him dad. And, uh, you know, it, it's Jesus isn't going so, so far as to say you can't ever call your dad dad or father or anything like that. But it's the pride behind it because he was just talking about how prideful these these teachers of religious law were to the point where they loved being called rabbi and teacher and all these great greetings in the marketplaces and in the synagogues and seats of honor and stuff like that. And so Jesus is, is warning against pride in these kind of um, honorifics. So if you are a legitimate teacher, there's nothing wrong with somebody calling you a teacher. But if it goes so far that you you love that term, that terminology and that honorific as teacher, and it becomes a sense of pride, that's at the point where you have to 
think about what Jesus says here and remove that pride from that honorific, basically. And that is what I personally believe about that. And so it says here, um, we're, we're basically supposed to put the Messiah or Jesus himself, you know, the Christ, the Messiah, above ourselves. He is our greatest teacher. He's the one who teaches our, our pastors everything they know through the Holy Spirit. So we're not really teachers in a sense, you know, because, I mean, the Holy Spirit is working through us to teach these people. So it's the Holy Spirit doing all the work, and we're kind of just the tool to get the word out there. And so I think that's kind of why, you know, Jesus says here, you only have one teacher, the Messiah. And that's very true. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. The Messiah is the teacher. But moving forward, it says here in verse 11 and 12, the greatest among you shall be a servant, but those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Now, this is, of course, talking about Jesus himself. Jesus is saying the greatest among you must be a servant. He's saying I'm the greatest among you because I am the greatest servant. And he's not even saying I am, but it's true. Jesus was the greatest among all of us. And he was the most servant-hearted out of all of us. I was just talking about Jesus being extremely servant-hearted a couple podcast episodes ago where he didn't even think of himself in many, many cases and and just healed all the people, died for the sins of everybody, became the sacrifices and everything like that. And so we are supposed to be like Jesus. We are supposed to be servant-hearted and humble. Pride is not a good thing. Jesus talks all about pride in this entire chapter here pretty much, especially when he when um, he talks more about the Pharisees here and the teachers of the religious law. So we'll talk more about that on this coming Tuesday. So join me then to discuss more of Matthew chapter 23, starting at 6 a.m. in the morning. But friends and faithful listeners, to conclude, I'm just going to ask that you go to my website, www.p40ministries.com, and take a look at the shop that I have open for Mother's Day. I still have those bags on sale. You can get one of those for $25, including shipping. They are so cute. They're a nice little clutch bag. They are made out of a fake leather, pretty much. And uh, they hold quite a lot of stuff. And they're all, um, I believe they're they're not screen printed. I think they're sublimation printed or something like that. But they're really great. And uh, I'm very impressed with the one that I have. And in the shop, I have a lot of great and cute designs uh, for mothers, basically. So get one for your mom this coming Mother's Day. Mother's Day is just around the corner. So make sure to grab one of those. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Happy listening. And God bless.